0: Consecration still resisted. In this 12th episode of Signs and Secrets, host Mariana Bartold explains that throughout the 1970s and 80s, despite John Paul II's various entrustments or consecrations, Sister Lucia remained consistent that Our Lady never spoke to her about a consecration of the world. And that Russia was to be the sole object of a collegial consecration ordered by the Pope. Then in 1988, the Vatican issued an order commanding untruths were to be believed, accepted, and no longer questioned. How important it is for us to know and never forget our history.
1: Welcome to my ongoing series on the collegial consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, which was commanded by Our Lady of Fatima. The previous episode, number 11, ended with Sister Lucia publicly imploring Pope Paul VI for a private audience, which he refused. At this point, I must mention an important incident, which took place almost 10 years before after the publication of the famous Father Augustine Fuentes interview of Sister Lucia on December 26, 1957. During that interview, Sister Lucia provided revealing commentary on the Fatima message, especially the Third Secret. Although published with the proper church authorities' permission, After the interview became known, the good father was similarly removed from the position for which he was then being prepared, that of the vice postulator for the causes of canonization for Lucia's younger cousins, both Francisco and Jacinta Marto. Moreover, with much greater restrictions imposed upon Lucia regarding both visitors, including her own confessors, and what she was permitted to say about Fatima, especially the Great Secret, you will understand why this information must be known in lieu of what is forthcoming in this video. This aversion to both the collegial consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary and to the release of the Third Secret may explain why Pope John the Twenty-Third instead called for Vatican Council II, why in 1967, Pope Paul VI ordered Sister Lucia to be present at the 50th anniversary of the first Fatima apparition, but he would not allow her to privately speak with him, and why John Paul II, although after the public attempt on his life suddenly became more interested in Fatima than his conciliar and post-conciliar predecessors, also did not give much of his personal time to the last living Fatima Visionary. Dear listeners, hello and again, welcome. I'm Mariana Bartold, the guest host of Science and Secrets, featured on the Fatima Center channel. I'm the author of Fatima, the Signs and Secrets, Guadalupe, Secrets of the Image, and I am the host of my own modest channel called Genesis 315. Again, thanks to the generosity of the Fatima Center, for which I'm very grateful, you will find in the description box various links to my works and to my channel. Now, if you're new to this series on the Collegial consecration of Russia, or if you need a refresher, please see my previous Signs and Secrets episodes, starting with episode number 8, entitled, Proof the Consecration Was Never Done. I ended the last episode, number 11, with a reference to May 13, 1967, as I already said, and what happened between Pope Paul VI and Sister Lucia. As we shall see, by the 1970s, Our Lady of Fatima was almost completely removed from the eyes of the faithful, yet there were still an energetic few who did work for her cause. As we shall also see, it was due to the May 13, 1981 assassination attempt against Pope John Paul II that the world's attention was again drawn to Fatima. So to begin where the last episode left off we look to September the 27th 1967 after pope paul vi's refusal to allow her to privately speak with him sister lucia sent him a letter which was given to um, the bishop of Liera, don joa venancio but its contents were never publicly revealed In 1971, the same bishop, Bishop Benazio, encouraged lay Catholic groups to gather signatures requesting the collegial consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. In that same year, in fact, in May 13th, with the imprimatur of Bishop Benazio, extracts of Sister Lucia's letters from 1969 to 1971 were published in a treatise on the rosary. And I'm mentioning this because it appears that she discreetly alluded to the Third Secret or other parts of the Fatima message, which either are not well known or were not well known at that time, because she used unusual phrases like diabolical disorientation, doctrines of disoriented disputants. She spoke of a diabolical wave, and she also said the campaign is diabolical. And these are things to keep in mind as we see the continued resistance to the Fatima message, especially the consecration, the five first Saturdays, and the complete release of the Third Secret. But again, this particular series is on the collegial consecration, and I insert some of this information because it's necessary to know. In light of this information, I will also provide about the consecration. Now, August 6, 1978, saw the death of Paul VI. He was followed by John Paul I, who died on the 33rd day of his papacy, and his successor was John Paul II, elected October 16, 1978. In 1980, Cardinal Joseph slippage of the Ukraine submitted to Rome the public petitions with over 2 million signatures, for this collegial consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. In that same year, Bishop Pavel Hanilka of Czechoslovakia told John Paul II, in the presence of the Pope's very good personal friend, Cardinal Wozinski, that, quote, The most important thing he had to do during his pontificate was the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary in union with all the bishops, unquote. The Pope responded that, quote, such a consecration would be considered by the Russians to be a meddling into their internal affairs and that it would have political consequences, unquote. John Paul II also protested that the, quote, jurisdiction of the Pope only comprises the Catholic Church, that the Pope was not the Pope of all men, unquote. It was at this moment that his good friend, Cardinal Wozinski, answered him, saying, quote, Christ, being the king of the world, his vicar has jurisdiction over all men. Unquote. Then the Pope appealed to precedent, stating that his quote, predecessors had not thought it good to make that consecration with all the bishops of the world. Unquote. And then, turning back to Bishop Henelka, he just did, quote, Go, win over for me all the bishops of the world to the idea of this consecration, and I will do it for them, unquote. On May 13, 1980, Sister Lucia was asked during an interview, quote, Has Our Lady ever spoken to you about the consecration of the world to her immaculate heart. Unquote. And Sister Lucia responded quote, No, never. At the Icova de Iria in nineteen seventeen, our lady had promised I shall come to ask for the consecration of Russia. In 1929, at Tui, as she had promised, Our Lady came back to tell me that the moment had come to ask the Holy Father for the consecration of that country, meaning Russia, unquote. In the autumn of 1980, the Blue Army, acting on the exchange between Pope John Paul II, Bishop Henilka, and Cardinal Wozinski, launched a vast campaign of petitions in the autumn of 1980, but John Paul II did not reply to those appeals. On May 12, 1982, La Observatore Romano, the Vatican newspaper, published an article by Father Umberto Maria Pesquale, who had known Sister Lucia since 1939 and had, up until that year, 1982, received from her 157 personal letters. His article revealed a prior conversation that he had with Sister Lucia on August 5, 1978 and this article included a photo of the follow-up letter that Lucia had sent him at his request regarding the collegial consecration of Russia. So the question that he put to her was as follows. Quote, Has Our Lady ever spoken to you about the consecration of the world to her immaculate heart? And Lucia responded again, just as before quote no father Umberto never and then she repeated the information I've already shared and when she spoke of what our lady said at the Cova de Iria saying that she would come to ask for the consecration of Russia what happened in 1929 at Tui in Spain as our lady promised she returned to say that the moment had come to ask the Holy Father for that consecration of that country Russia on May 13th 1982 We see an extract of the act of Pope John Paul II in which he explicitly stated that he wished to renew the act of his predecessor, Pius XII. Quote, 40 years ago, and again, 10 years later, thy servant, Pope Pius XII, having before his eyes the sorrowful experiences of the human family, entrusted and consecrated to thy Immaculate Heart the entire world, and especially those people who were, in a special manner, the object of thy love and thy solicitude." That world of men and nations I also have before my eyes today at the moment when I desire to renew the act by which my predecessor in the chair of Peter entrusted and consecrated it. The world of the second millennium, which is running to its close, the contemporary world, our present world. So he continued. We entrust to thee and consecrate to thee in a special manner the men and the peoples who have a special need of this act, whereby they are entrusted and consecrated to thee. Before thee, Mother of Christ... Before thy immaculate heart, I wish today with the whole church to unite myself with our Redeemer in his consecration for the world and for men. For it is only in his divine heart that the church has the power to obtain pardon and make reparation." The next day, which was May 14, 1982, Sister Lucia was in the presence of the Provincial of the Carmelites, spoke at length with Bishop Panilka and Don Luigi Bianchi, who was accompanied by a Mrs. Poltowska, who was a friend of the Pope. Don Bianchi directly asked Sister Lucia if John Paul II's consecration the day before fulfilled Our Lady's request. Sister Lucia replied with a negative gesture stating that God wanted, quote, the consecration of Russia and only Russia without any addition, unquote. And by the way, you will see that i mentioned some of these quotes that you've heard in Episode 10, which was a special broadcast in the middle of the consecration series. Now, on May 19th, just days later, 1982, the Pope admitted that he did not consecrate Russia but that he had, quote, tried to do everything possibly in the concrete circumstances, unquote. And that's um, an excuse that we will hear a few more times. On March 19, 1983, due to the request of Pope John Paul II, Sister Lucia met and confirmed in the presence of three witnesses, including the Papal nuncio. Archbishop Partalupe and Father Messiah Cello that the Pope's 1982 World Consecration did not fulfill Our Lady's request. Lucia explained, quote, In the act of offering of May 13, 1982, Russia did not appear as being the object of the consecration and each bishop did not organize in his own diocese a public and solemn ceremony of reparation and consecration of Russia. Pope John Paul II simply renewed the consecration of the world executed by Pius XII on October thirty-first, 1942. From this consecration, we can expect some benefits, but not the conversion of Russia. And she continued, The consecration of Russia has not been done as Our Lady commanded it. I was not able to say it because I did not have the permission of the Holy See. Unquote. On December the 8th, 1983, Pope John Paul II wrote to all the world's Catholic bishops asking them, to join with him on March the 25th, 1984, in consecrating the world to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. He included with his letter the prepared text of that upcoming consecration, but again, he gave no command that it must be used, and of course, he was planning to consecrate the world and not Russia. His words were as follows, quote, the words of the act of consecration and entrusting which I enclose correspond with a few small changes to those which I pronounced at Fatima of May thirteenth, nineteen 1982. And then he continued, I would be grateful if on that day... March 24th, on which the Marian Solemnity is liturgically anticipated, or on March 25th, which was the third Sunday of Lent that year, you would renew this act together with me, choosing the way which each of you considers most appropriate. Unquote. So as you can see, this again is an invitation, not a command, and he is also not consecrating Russia but the world, and he even gives the bishops the option to choose the way which each of them considered to be most appropriate. So this is not necessarily even an act of union from the bishops with the Pope. So on March 22nd, 1984, Sister Lucia, having already received and read the text of the Pope, the Pope's consecration, the formula which she planned to use on the 25th of 1984, when asked about it made a negative sign again and she declared quote that consecration cannot have a decisive character unquote. then on march 24 1984 father antonio maria martin and father misael chelo publisher and editor of the portuguese journal message fatima announced Consecration of Russia, it will not be done yet this time. And as Father Chao himself wrote, quote, it is certain the more contains the less. Apparently, therefore, the consecration of the world will perhaps give the impression of having the power to take the place of consecrating specifically Russia. However, the problem cannot be resolved in logical terms, not even in the light of systemic theology. Unquote. And as I've said in my own Fatima book, you know, the world may contain Russia, but Russia does not contain the world. And Our Lady asked for the consecration of Russia, and only Russia, to her Immaculate Heart. Then on March the 25th, 1984, John Paul II, uh, immediately following his act of offering to Our Lady, that's what it was called, spontaneously added, quote, enlighten especially the peoples, it can also be translated to the word nations, of which you yourself are awaiting our consecration and confiding. So in other words, he was making a very implicit consecration or act of entrustment of some nation, and we can all guess which one it was, but again, he did not specifically mention it. That evening, during the adieu to Our Lady, the Pope again referred to, quote, "...the peoples for whom you yourself await our act of consecration and entrustment." Notice he said to the Virgin Mary, the peoples for whom you yourself await our act of consecration and entrustment. In other words, he knew that the Blessed Virgin was still waiting for the proper collegial consecration of Russia by the Pope and the entire body of the world's bishops. The Pope then said, quote, All of this we have been able to do according to our Human possibilities in the dimension of our human weakness. Unquote. So, again, that is an admission that for whatever reason the Pope decided not to fulfill the Virgin's very simple but explicit requests for the collegial consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Now, in the summer of 1985, Asked if the Pope fulfilled Our Lady's request with his 1984 World Consecration, Lucia replied, quote, There was no participation of all the bishops, and there was no mention of Russia, unquote. She was then asked, so the consecration was not done as requested by Our Lady? And she answered, no. Many bishops attached no importance to this act." In September of 1986, Father Domiciano Fernandez, a Spanish clarician who took part in the Fatima Symposium in September of 1986, conceded that, quote, According to Sister Lucia, neither the Pope nor the bishops and Christians in general have done that which Our Lady requested to obtain the conversion of Russia and the peace of the world, to consecrate Russia to the Immaculate Heart and promote the practice of the communion of reparation on the five first Saturdays, unquote. In December of 1986, another symposium attendee, Father René Laurentin, who is considered a progressive Mariologist who influenced Vatican II and who, during that same council, opposed the collegial consecration of Russia as Our Lady of Fatima commanded it, and he then admitted, quote, Lucia, The seer of Fatima and the bishops of Portugal asked John Paul II to renew the consecration of the world and above all of Russia by, as he put it, the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So no, this is not a misquote. Okay. To continue, he also said, Quote, this consecration has not yet been accomplished, thinks Sister Lucia, the seer. And that is why the conversion of Russia promised by this consecration has not yet taken place. Unquote. So once again, we have further proof, in addition to everything that was already shared from episode 8 forward, that all the things that Lucia said over many, many decades still applied during the pontificate, of John Paul II, and of course, if they applied to him and the previous popes, it also applied to any following popes. In March of 1987, Father Laurentin reiterated, quote, Sister Lucia has remained unsatisfied. Lucia seems to think that the consecration has not been made as Our Lady wanted it, unquote on may nineteenth nineteen eighty seven again father laurentin is playing a, a big part here because he accepted an invitation to a publicly announced debate during which Laurentin affirmed quote she meaning Lucia, did not wish to make it known because she's very reserved, but it's true that she is not satisfied. She has said so to her intimate friends. I have spoken with people who know her well. She has said so in terms that were very respectful, but she is not satisfied, unquote. And, of course, we also know that Lucia was not always allowed to speak freely because of the impositions of silence that was placed upon her by the Vatican. She was also always very respectful. And that, again, not only would she be giving her own opinion, but as in the past, we can believe that heaven was letting her know that, no, these consecrations were still not what was asked for. On July twentieth, 1987, on her way to vote, Sister Lucia was intercepted and she was quickly questioned by the journalist Enrique Romero. She affirmed to him that the collegial consecration of Russia was not done as requested. In 1988, irritated by petitions for the exact collegial consecration as it was commanded, by the Virgin Mary. Quote, "...an order came from the Vatican addressed to the authorities of Fatima, to Sister Lucia, to diverse ecclesiastics, including Father Messiah Cello, and a French priest very much devoted to Our Lady, who is evidently Father Pierre Céon, ordering everyone to cease pastoring the Holy Father with the consecration of Russia." Unquote. Now, additionally, the aforementioned Father Pierre Caume, who was president of the French Blue Army, later confirmed, quote, An order came from Rome, obliging everyone to say and think, the consecration is done. The Pope, having done all that he can, heaven has deigned to agree to this gesture. Unquote. I hope that one can see that that is not a matter of faith and reason, because we are not obliged to believe something which has evidently not been done. And although our Lord did say things about the church would have the power to loose and unloose, bind and unbind, we cannot have and don't have to follow any kind of an order that goes against our conscience, which goes against obvious reason. So for her part, Sister Lucia briefly said, quote, as for the consecration of Russia, we must wait for better times. Unquote. In May of 1989, Cardinal Law, who was then the Archbishop of Boston, met with Sister Lucia in the Carmel of Coimbra. Now, he was accompanied by a father, Philip Bore, who was a Jesuit and who reported Lucia's confirmation by saying, quote, The Holy Father speculates that it has been done, done in the best possible way, under the circumstances, done on the narrow road of the collegial consecration that she has demanded and has been wanting. No, that has not been done. Now, having reached the year of our Lord, 1989, there is just one more episode to go, which will conclude with the two acts made by pope francis so please join me next wednesday after completion of this collegial consecration series i will move on to other questions regarding Fatima mysteries including the question of why the 13th day as well as Fatima and the apocalypse by examining the meaning of the symbolism of the star of esther displayed on our lady's long white tunic Until the next time, may God bless you, and may Our Lady Mary keep you and yours under her starry mantle. Salve, Regina.
0: This presentation has been brought to you by the Fatima Center. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. For more resources regarding the message of Fatima and to support this vital apostolate with a donation, please visit our website, fatima.org or call us at 1-800-263-8160. Immaculate and sorrowful heart of Mary, be our salvation. Sacred heart of Jesus, thy kingdom come.